I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on Daylight Savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine-building features like Cue to Unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed, and Pillow Talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So to have kind of an easy wake up, I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash CBC. Visit hatch.co slash CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CBC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. I am. This is Tristan Insta story, Julie. I can't believe I can be so speechless about something and yet have so much to say at the same time. That's exactly how I feel. And listen, as you guys know, we released this episode on Monday and I would say two or so hours after is when this breaks. So Thank God we have this mini week episode to discuss it and also the other Kardashian things that have come out. But let's get right into it. Are you ready? So ready. Okay. So you have all seen this by now, but in order for us to kind of analyze it as a group, I just quickly need to do a dramatic reading. Tristan posted these two Insta stories on Monday night, black background, white text, and they read, today paternity test results reveal that I fathered a child with Marilyn Nichols. I take full responsibility for my actions. Now that paternity has been established, I look forward to amicably raising our son. I sincerely apologize to everyone I've hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal, both publicly and privately. Chloe, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I've caused you. You don't deserve the way I've treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. Again, I am so incredibly sorry. Give me a fucking break. That regardless of what you may think line really, it gets me. Like I cannot believe somebody can do everything they've done and still include a line that says, regardless of what you may think. Right. As if the reason she doesn't think it is because every single one of his actions have never shown her or the rest of the world that he has any sort of regard, care, respect, or even slight compassion for her as a human being. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so infuriating. Okay. I want to just start with the basics. I have a question that I'm curious about. Yes. Do you think, let's say in the event that either he wrote this or even if he had a PR team write this for him, okay, which I just can't imagine somebody that is being paid could write a line like that, but all things to consider. Do you think that he showed this to anybody in his circle, meaning any friend before he decided to put it up? Well, uh, first with the PR team, I'm going to assume no to the PR team. I honestly don't believe that at this point, Tristan could afford to keep a PR team on retainer. It would be a fortune. 
fortune. As for a friend, yeah, I could see him running it by somebody. We've spoken about this a lot in terms of just the concept of men not fully holding other men accountable for their actions, especially their friends. And I could see one of his friends proofreading this and feeling like a public apology is enough and not really honing in on that regardless line. Yeah, that, that's kind of my take as well. I, I would be interested if he, not that he would have the capability to do this, but let's say hypothetically speaking, and I know we're getting really out of the box here, he had the ability to show it to someone like Kim beforehand, just the way she would have ripped this to pieces. I have to assume that there's nobody in the family that has communication with him right now. I want to get into that in a second, but in terms of just these two Insta stories, let's kind of consider them part A and part B, because the way that I see it, part A is just an acknowledgement that he is the father and kind of a more broad apology. And then part B is really a full dedication to Chloe. And my first logistical question to you is, a lot of people have been speculating that the reason he did this in general is because he may have had some sort of an agreement with Mara Lee that if the results came back that he was the father, which is what she knew and was anticipating, that he would have to publicly acknowledge it. Where do you stand on that? My guess is that's probably the case. There's also a part of me that thinks that even if it wasn't in the agreement, that he would have done it anyway, just in an attempt to rehab some sort of a public image. And I guess because there were so many rumors flying around that he wasn't going to take any sort of involvement in raising the child that he felt like publicly acknowledging it would maybe give him a little PR in terms of where he stands with that. If I had to guess though, it's maybe a combination of both, but more so that it was in an agreement. That's kind of what I think as well. I mean, it's interesting because the way that I view it, and I don't think that this is just speaking as somebody who is obviously you know, a fan of the Kardashians, I really think anybody that has any understanding of Tristan at this point, there's no kind of redo for him in terms of his public image. Although that doesn't impact his private life. I think that he will have no problem getting women. I'm sure he will have multiple more children with multiple different women. I think that he will have no problem getting a girlfriend if that's what he wants. But in terms of the way the public views him as any sort of a respected man, I think that that ship has sailed. Yeah, I mean, I think that ship sailed a while ago. But one of the things with Tristan that we've acknowledged also is that it's a level of narcissism that you can't really comprehend. And therefore, in his own mind, in his own view of himself, I believe he thinks that there's still endless amount of things that he could do in order to rehab his own image. Oh, of course. I'm not saying where he lands on it. I'm just saying my view of it. Yes, I completely agree with you. And also, if you're him, aside from being a raging narcissist, look at history. You know, in the past, he has messed up numerous times and he's been kind of forgiven and he's been accepted back, not just into their family, but to a certain extent into the public graces. And so I have to imagine that he thinks he's capable of kind of turning that around. I just don't see it. I mean, listen, if we're being completely honest, there was definitely a period of time where you and I, when thinking about Tristan and talking about Tristan, definitely fell back into that, specifically during the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, where we both had this mindset of like, he's really fucked up. We can't say we're fully on board with this relationship. At the same time, we're watching him really devote himself to Chloe, and we can acknowledge how she herself could fall back into that trap. And we can acknowledge that like, it really seems like he's putting the work in to make things right. 
Right. And also when you're viewing it through the lens of Chloe, you kind of consider what you think she wants. And I think that in theory, she would want her and True's father to be together. I think that that is kind of what she aspires to. And so you maybe let some things slide just in the goal of it creating her ultimate happiness. But at this point, I mean, I think she's done. Like, let's get into the communication point you were talking about in terms of the family. I truly believe he is not speaking to any of them. Where do you stand on that? I don't think he is either. My guess is that he has communications with assistants and nannies because everything we know about Chloe would point in the direction of she's not going to keep true from him. I don't believe that as of this point right now, Chloe is putting herself in a position where she has to talk to him. Although knowing Chloe, obviously just peripherally, I think down the line, she knows that she obviously is going to have to at some point, but I think right now she's in self-preservation mode. I love when we make a point about any of them and it's like knowing Kim and then we have to have the like, okay, not actually knowing her. <laughs> right. Like there's always that little caveat where like, if I was just talking to you, I'd be like, obviously the way we know Chloe and exactly how she functions, this <laughs> is what she would do. And then when you're talking publicly, you have to be like, I think that maybe based on a little bit of history that we know about the family, that they could possibly do this. <laughs> I know. Cause you always have it in the terms of somebody listening who's never listened before. And it's like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> I know. So funny. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about the family in general, and I guess this is more of a Chris Jenner mindset that has maybe trickled down is, well, aside from them being overly forgiving at times with men that have wronged them, let's just take that out of the equation. Just in terms of business, they don't want to do anything that is going to harm him in terms of his career. Not that they could in terms of basketball, but I'm talking more so endorsement wise, because any harm on him is then you know, harm to true. So I think that their mode is kind of not going to be publicly bashing him by any means, not really speaking about it in interviews, but also having very limited communication with him personally. The other thing with them is that obviously, yes, from a business angle and from a Chris Jenner angle, of course, they're not going to bash him publicly or bash him to an extent publicly because they want to preserve whatever he has. But at the same time, I do think they're all fairly careful about respecting the fact that it is the father of their children and really teetering that line of, yes, we have our feelings, but for the sake of our kids, we're going to keep those private. You saw them do it also with Rob and China, and they've obviously had so many issues with China, but when they've been asked about it publicly, they've said, you know, that's Dream's mom. Regardless of what we think, we're not going to sit here and publicly bash. And I think that that is a pattern we've seen repeatedly. And if they can refrain from saying things publicly about Tristan, they probably can refrain from saying things publicly about anybody because I cannot imagine how much strength it must take to keep your mouth shut in a situation like this. Right. And I think of this the most in terms of Kim. And I say that because anytime something like this happens, and by this, I just mean any act of disloyalty by somebody who's very close to the family, my mind immediately goes to Kim and Chloe's reactions because- not that they all don't go hard for one another, they do, but they seem to be the most fiercely loyal and the most impacted or like feel personally upset by any sort of disloyalty to the family. And so for Kim, I can just imagine what she wants to do and the amount of self-restraint she's exhibiting here. I believe so as well. I also want to get into Mara Lee's statement to people because a rep for her says, quote, there was never any doubt that Tristan Thompson was the father of Marilee Nichols' baby. Tristan made numerous false and defamatory statements and declarations about Mara Lee over the past few months, and she is taking his contrite statement today in the context of all of those statements. Also, keep in mind, 
she is still suing him for pregnancy-related fees and child support in a pending LA paternity suit. So not that this matters really, but it's not like he's on great terms with her either. No, I can't imagine a scenario in which he would be. I'm really interested, honestly, in discussing the second part of the statement in which he says to Chloe that he loves and respects her regardless of what she thinks. My question is, do you think there is any truth to that at all and he's just continually self-sabotaging? Or do you think him saying he loves and respects her is something he feels like he has to say, but we just know that there's absolutely no possible way that that could be true based on his actions? It's a really hard question to answer. And I know that the immediate response is probably there's absolutely no truth to it because how could you treat somebody you love like this? And that's kind of where I stand in it. Like I'm a very firm believer that while I appreciate and in my own life also use the power of words because I think that they can be very impactful. It's really about how you make someone feel. And if we take it in terms of how he's made Chloe feel, he's made her feel anything but loved and respected. So I think that he has some sort of love for her somewhere, being that she's the mother of his child and they spent a lot of time together. I think Chloe in general is a very lovable person. But in terms of the respect, I think he has absolutely zero respect for her because you cannot have even an ounce of respect for somebody and then treat them like this specifically publicly. You know, like there's so much to it. And I know that every single thing that he does is fucked up. But to me, the humiliation of it all just adds another layer. No, the humiliation aspect of it is, I think, honestly, one of the biggest for me as well. This is the part of him that I've always been so intrigued by. And I've spoken about this a lot as we've discussed him. The sheer fact of him putting so much work into winning her back and trying to prove to her that he's this man that he says he is and that he can do all these things and he can be loyal to her and they can be a family together. And to me, I'm still struggling with like, why? Like, if you know that you can't do that, if you know that you don't have it in you, you know that you don't respect somebody enough to give them the things that they deserve why bother? And I understand the argument of like, well, he's a narcissist. He thinks he can. Or to me, the logic there is something that I can't wrap my head around. If you don't want to be with somebody, if you can't be monogamous, if you have this urge to cheat that you can't get over, what's the point of putting yourself back into a position where you would be cheating? Just sleep with a bunch of women and not be in a relationship. I think that it's a game to him. Aside from, we know about, you know, the raging narcissism and this and that, and potentially some unhealthy relationship as it applies to sex. I really believe that this is a game to him because here he is, he's out living this complete double life and he gets to just reap the benefits of both. You know, he gets to be associated with the Kardashian family. He gets to be seen not in a, at all quote, good light by the public, but a little bit better. And I think that he gets off on that. I think he gets a real rise out of the excitement of almost getting away with it, which is why, yes, completely, he could be single and be sleeping with as many women as he was sleeping with while with Chloe, but I think it doesn't do the same thing to him. And I know that that's like a, not I don't want to even say a very fucked up thing to say, but almost something that's hard for most of us to kind of comprehend in our minds, because not only does that go against like, your general morals, but also how anxiety provoking, like just speaking, you know, from his own perspective, who wants to live like that? But I think he's gotten himself in so deep that he gets a real thrill out of this. It's so sick. I, it's so sick. I am so curious what like a professional would say about him and, and their view of the situation, knowing him 
not just peripherally in what they've heard about in the news, but really watching him on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and knowing him as intimately as you can know him from afar. I really wonder what a professional would say about his actions. I've spoken about it with my therapist before, not in any sort of detail, but just if we were doing a recording about this, and then I had the session after, like, you know, you bullshit for the first few minutes or so. And one of my biggest takeaways is just the level of narcissism that he possesses in combination with his charisma and what would be considered by many people's very good looks. It's just a really dangerous combination. And the way that he's been able to use that and manipulate, it's it's deadly. I know. I think the charisma is the biggest aspect of it because to me, it's like, it almost begs the question when you watch him and you watch the way he speaks and interacts, it's like almost asks the question, like, can you be a good person and also a really fucking shitty person at the exact same time? I truly believe that the answer to that question is subjective. I don't think that there's necessarily a black and white, right and wrong. To me, I don't believe that you can be a good person and behave like this, but that's just my thought. And I could completely respect somebody thinking that that's not the case. I just, to me, the the values that I associate with a good person is none of the ones that he has shown. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. To me, I actually think he's kind of a shitty person that occasionally does good things. Yeah. It's like he knows what the right thing to do is. It's just he actively chooses the opposite, which is a little bit different than just not knowing the right thing at all. Well, it's actually interesting because do you remember, I don't even remember when this was, it was a while ago. And it was the episode of Keeping Up when Chloe went to, I think Vegas or Atlantic City with Malika and Khadija and they get to the hotel room and he had left her like these very lavish gifts. And we saw that kind of as the show went on, he just continually would give her these gifts as apologies. And she would say to him like, I don't want a gift. That's not what I'm looking for here. And what we always said is he almost does it by the textbook of like, what do you do when you have wronged someone, you know? And he had no ability to connect to these wrongdoings on a human level. And it was so much more so about what is maybe the expected thing to do. Right. That's such a good point. You know, something else with Tristan that I always found to be really intriguing was the people around Chloe and how they reacted to him because it's almost at times like the public had a stronger reaction to him than the people in her own life did. And I don't mean that negatively necessarily because I think that everybody was just looking out for Chloe and what she wanted. But I also remember a really big takeaway from that Vegas episode was that Malika was kind of telling her how sweet the gift was and how nice of a gesture it was and that she should kind of talk to him, not necessarily take him back, but just acknowledge the work that he was putting in. And I felt like also as upset as the family was around her, they were really integral in allowing him to be back in her life because they gave that level of support. And there's of course an argument to be made of, you know, if somebody wants to do something, they're going to do it anyway. So you can either support them or just not be involved at all. And if you want to have an involvement in their life and you want to be on good terms with that person, then eventually you're going to have to get on board with the things they want. But I do feel like Tristan was able to win over the family back in a way. And that goes back to that charisma. It doesn't just affect Chloe. It affects everybody around him and around her. But I do think Tristan was able to win the family back in a way prior to this one event that really contributed to Chloe being able to accept him back into her life. Yes. And I guess my question about that is, is it really so much about him? Like, I know we just talked about the charisma and the looks and his ability to manipulate, and that's all very real. But kind of my other thought is, 
would it have mattered who the person was, assuming that they liked them generally? Because I feel like they were all so focused on Chloe just eventually getting this storybook ending. And so maybe even subconsciously they were putting blinders on or not really understanding the magnitude of his fuck ups or trying to actually not internalize the magnitude of his fuck ups just in order to like allow Chloe to have the ending quote that they thought she wanted. I don't know. You know, I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. No, I don't either. I, I really, I agree. I struggle with it too, because I don't know what the exact motivation would be. I also think that there is a part of you when you're family with somebody. And I think they do consider Tristan family because of being True's father. And I think they feel very strongly about once you're in, you're in, even if you do something just colossally fucked up. And so I think there was a part of them that was like, if this is our family, we have to see the best in them. And I don't even mean that was a conscious decision of like, you know, okay, Kim, you wake up and Tristan's annoying you today and you think he's wrong, but let's try and see the best in him. I think that just subconsciously, when you have somebody so close to you, you automatically look for that side of them. And I think that in terms of those blinders you were talking about, that is a hundred percent true. I just don't know necessarily if it was a conscious thing that they were doing. Right. I, I don't, I actually don't think that it was conscious. I really don't. I think that it was so much more so about, it sounds ridiculous to say, because what I was about to say was how much they love Chloe and what they want for her, which I know the immediate response to that is like, if you loved her and if you cared, and this is not what you would want, but it goes back to what she wanted. Chloe wanted that storybook ending. You know, that was a, a goal of hers, especially she had struggled so much with other men in her past. And I think she really thought that she found it. And so she was going to see it through. And if she was going to see it through, they were going to be there to help her do it. So I don't fault the family at all. I just think it's a very hard position for all of them to be in. And my, my heart, the way that I feel for Chloe in terms of the pain is so crazy. Given the fact that we don't know her, I met her one time, you know, it's like, I really feel like this is happening to one of my friends. And I know that may sound ridiculous to some people, but I have to imagine a lot of you listening feel the same way. And I say, I kind of make the same statement a lot when you know, celebrities pass away that you never knew, but you felt the sense of grief. I don't judge myself for that. And you shouldn't judge yourself for that either. If you feel this way about Chloe, like, Oh, God forbid, we're feeling too compassionate for someone we don't personally know. Like to me, that's, you know, women standing by women when they are so clearly being wronged by fucked up men. A hundred million percent. I also feel with Chloe that my view of her is that she is such a good person. And that's always the way that we felt about Chloe. And I think that Obviously, with the families, we've watched them over the years, there's just a certain element of Kim that makes her stand out among everybody else in the family. But Chloe also has that element just in terms of liking her. Like, I think that she is absolutely the person in the family that you feel the most connected to because she feels the most real to you. And she feels like the person you would get along with the best if you knew her. And like, Again, she seems like a really good person. And so to watch somebody that you know is a bad person continuously wrong her, you're going to have a feeling towards it. It'd be honestly a little weird not to. I know. I know. Exactly. It would be a little bit weird not to, especially if you're like us and you've been watching them for so many years. It's also sad to see someone put themselves into this position repeatedly. And I have to assume that this is the final straw. If it's not... That's really, really dark. No, we're not going there. This is the final straw. I'm telling you, and I oh, pray to God I don't sound stupid for saying this. 
in like a year's time. I think that Chloe will never be back with Tristan in any romantic capacity ever again. I don't think so either. I don't think she'll ever sleep with him again. No, I really don't think that she would do anything with Tristan again. I don't think they'll be together romantically. I don't think she would ever sleep with him again. Like I think 100% nothing. I think they'll have some sort of a co-parenting relationship, but I really believe that this is it for her. I do think, however, that she will find somebody. Like I do really believe that she will get that ending. Okay, so I fully agree with that. But to me, in my mind, I view these as two completely separate things. Like, let's say she was single for the rest of her life, hypothetically speaking. I still think she's never getting back with Tristan in any sort of a romantic capacity. Of course, I hope just because she wants it, there's nothing wrong with being single, but she's voiced really wanting a partner. So I hope for her sake that she finds somebody that actually loves her, actually respects her, actually makes her feel like the woman that she is. But I don't need that to happen in order for her to not be with Tristan. You know, the two are separate. Oh, absolutely. I also want to get into the Lamar element of it. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, there are two things you probably know about me. The first is that I am a diehard OG Skims fan. Like there have literally been times where we've had to pause a recording because a certain product dropped that I needed to buy. And second of all, you know, historically, I kind of just never wear a bra. So what we're talking about here is kind of merging those two things because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm never gonna be a daily bra wearer. It's just not in the cars for me, never has been, never will be. However, there's recently been more events that I've kind of had a lot of weddings and just there's sometimes you gotta wear a bra. And when I tell you, Skims is changing the game for me because that same comfort that I talk about with the underwear or the loungewear, they did that with the bras. And recently in the past month, I've worn the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra and the no-show balconette bra. I had to wear that one to a wedding under a dress. And like, it was the first time in my life where number one, I wasn't miserable. And second of all, I didn't come home and just like immediately want to take it off, which I'm telling you is a foreign concept for me. They're just so comfortable. It's like, I really felt like I was wearing nothing. I'm, I'm such a fan of everything that they make. So I guess it makes total sense that I love the bras, but like, I'm telling you, you will have the same experience. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. Definitely do that. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Okay, so as you all know, Tristan's Insta stories were posted on Monday night. On Tuesday, this Facebook page titled Sleepless in Seattle, when you go to it, the description just says comedian, posts a photo of Tristan and Chloe and then a photo of his Insta story and writes, NBA player Tristan Thompson apologizes to Chloe after paternity test proved he was the father of a child he had outside of their relationship. Hashtag keeping up with the Kardashians. 
Lamar Odom on Facebook comments, I truly wish nothing but the best for her. And I'm hoping we can reconnect and talk one day as friends. She is a good person and deserves the world. Okay. I just want to tell you, this is real. And upon doing further research, Lamar comments on almost every single one of this page's posts, which is very interesting. And I know it's not at all the point, but the way that Lamar Odom uses social media to me is absolutely fascinating. Just from our POV, throwing up a Facebook comment is something I very rarely anticipated. I think we've actually only done it one other time. (laughs) Just so you guys can get a little bit of context, Julie and I are on a walk when this happens and we're standing there. The cars are like rushing by. We're walking on basically a highway and we're just saying to each other, like, do we do it? Do we not do it? Is it so weird that it's Facebook? Does it really matter? Fuck it. And we just decided, you know what? This feels worthy. It definitely felt worthy to me. Listen, a comment's a comment. We never said it had to be only Instagram. No, that's why I love when something great happens on TikTok, by the way, and we get to post it. Oh, that's a whole other story. (laughs) Back to Lamar, back to Lamar. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this is like, I know the general reaction is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like not now, basically. And I totally stand by that and, and agree with that. I think that Lamar coming into Chloe's life right now in any capacity would probably not be beneficial towards her. If I'm going to rank the two, which it's really like, I can't believe we're even here. I'm going to choose Lamar over Tristan every day of the week, not in terms of being a partner for Chloe. No part of me ever wants that to happen, thinks that it will happen. But just in terms of like who I think is a better person, I actually do like Lamar even given everything that happened. What about you? I'm such a hypocrite because I really look at Lamar with such rose-colored glasses, especially right now as we're re-watching the seasons and we're at the height of Chloe and Lamar's relationship. And I could see how much they loved each other and truly how much he loved her. Again, I'm a raging hypocrite because when you look at the things that Lamar put her through, objectively, it's probably worse than what Tristan did. It's just there wasn't a child involved. I think the reason that I feel that way is probably two different things. One, I think Lamar was really, really struggling and struggling with a very bad addiction. And I think that we've always said that line, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And that's exactly what we were looking at with Lamar rather than Tristan, who I feel his motivation is far more narcissistic. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair to say. That's just my view of the situation. And I think the second reason is a lot of the stuff that went down between Chloe and Lamar was kept so, so behind closed doors. We didn't find out till most of it until way after the fact. And so I think because we weren't watching it unfold in real time, your view of what happened isn't as cemented as it is in watching Tristan every single time a news story breaks and getting that in the moment reaction. Yes. The way that it all went down definitely served Lamar better than Tristan, just in terms of the media coverage of it. And like you said, because so much of it was behind closed doors and it it was just very different, but I guess, honestly, it's a, it's a stupid conversation to even have because there's no sense in comparing them. If neither of them are going to be partners of Chloe, it's more so what is his motivation here? And I swear to you guys, I I know it's going to sound naive, but we look at comments all day this is just the way this guy uses social media. There is no reason that he couldn't make this same point heard by posting it on his Insta story, saying it in an interview. I genuinely think he is just reacting out loud. This is not like a as planned of a strategic move as it would be if it was somebody that wasn't Lamar. I feel like we have analyzed his social media usage to a very intense degree. And 
to me, yeah, he probably knew it was going to get picked up, but that was not the end goal because there's so many other ways he could have it known than a random Facebook post. I so agree. I so agree. That is exactly how we use social media. I think it was just a, a reaction point. I do think the sentiment is there. Like, I do think that if Chloe was willing to let him back into her life, even in just a platonic sense, he would jump at that opportunity. But I don't believe this was any sort of public cry for Chloe's attention. I just think it was a in the moment reaction. Yeah. I mean, you remember back a few months ago when she had posted that bikini photo and they both commented on it and, and Tris had sent something to the effect of like, you know, God brought you back once, like watch him do it again or something incredibly fucked up like that. I'll always view Chloe and Lamar as soulmates. I'm sorry. I, I know it's probably wrong for me to say that, but, and I don't want them to get back together in any means. I, I think that them being broken up for good is absolutely the right call. I think he put her through way too much for them to ever have any sort of a relationship again. With that being said, had his life gone in a different direction and had they been able to maintain the relationship they had in the beginning, I think I think they were soulmates. I think that actions on his part and some really shitty circumstances fucked up their relationship permanently. But I don't know if I necessarily believe that the bond that they had will ever go away. You can think that people are soulmates and then also not think they should be together. You can also think that people have multiple soulmates. So yeah, that's a, I think that that's such a fair stance. And I, I mean, that's how I feel. I don't, I think it's there somewhere. You know, she was, aside from everything else, she was really traumatized by that experience as was he, of course, but it was, you know, something that he, he did and that it impacted both of them. I think that for her, you know, as we all know, when she got the call, she was on a plane and she thought that he was dead. The call that she received was that he was dead. And then it ended up that he survived. But the roller coaster of emotions that she went through in that entire period is something that I don't think we'll ever be able to fully understand. Oh, of course. Okay, so imagine these softest sheets you've ever felt. And now imagine them getting even softer with every wash. Told you guys about this company before, but I'm going to tell you again, and I'm honestly not going to stop telling you because they are the best sheets on the market. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that Bowling Brand sheets get softer with every wash, which I didn't take that survey, but if I did, I would have been in the 96% because I am telling you, it's like you've tried them at first and you can't believe that they could get softer and then they just continually do. A lot of things I like about this company. First of all, they're made with the rarest 100% organic on and are completely free from toxins. Second of all, they're buttery soft, but also breathable. So they kind of work in any season. They have over 11,000 reviews, 30 night worry-free guarantees. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Their signature sheets come in 13 versatile colors in all sizes. So from twin up to California King, I have them in the color stone. I have the color mineral. I have waffle blanket. Like I got a lot of things from this company and Everything is just quality. I so badly need you to try them so that you can understand what I mean. I'm telling you, I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and everyone I know is hooked. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code CBC at BowlandBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code is CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I don't want to take away from the things that he did serve because I, I don't think it's fair to just absolve responsibility. He did some incredibly fucked up things to her and put her through hell. I'm not taking away from that by any means. And that is exactly why I say I have no interest in seeing them get back together or having any sort of a relationship. It's just hard to separate the Lamar we know now from, it's actually not hard. I think that I entirely separate the Lamar we know now from the Lamar we watched in season five of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I think about constantly, and by constantly, I mean anytime something like this happens with Tristan and Lamar weighs in, so not that constantly. <laughs> like what would happen if Chloe finally agrees, you know what? Okay. I, I will see you. We will have lunch. Not with any sort of a romantic, you know, potential just as, as a human being, as two people that had history together and he would love to have a friendship. And she decides that it's actually not too painful for her and she's open to it. And they sit down together at lunch whether it's in her home, whether it's in a private setting, whether it's in, I can't imagine being a public restaurant, but you know, even if it's somewhere um, like a Nobu Malibu private room situation, I would do anything to have an evaluation of her feelings in that moment. Not like, does the love for him come rushing back, but just what she would feel. I think the overwhelming sense would be what could have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. And having true, I'm sure changes that. And I don't want to say softens the blow, but that's kind of what I mean of there's no part of her that would say, wow, this should have been us because if it was them, she wouldn't have had true and she would not give that up for anything in the entire world. And I know that that's the biggest blessing in her life, but I don't think she can help or would be able to help just that real going through her mind. Totally. And I'm sure that's a somewhat relatable feeling for a lot of people, especially people with kids who will look back on past relationships and say like, wow, I really wonder what could have been. Obviously, they don't regret what happened because their life led them in a certain path and the path that it was supposed to be in, especially when you have kids and you know factually that had your life gone in any other direction, you would not have that child. But I'm sure there are a lot of people who look back on past relationships and they have to wonder what could have been had they gone that route. Totally. Totally. I mean, I'm only 27. I've never had a child and never been married, but I even think about that in my own relationships, you know, like it's a blessing that it's no longer the case, but I'm curious what that would have looked like. Right. Oh, anything else you'd like to add to this Lamar, Tristan, Chloe situation? No, but it's a lot there. I mean, there'll always be something to add, but I think for today, I'm, I'm all, I'm all talked out for that part. Yeah, me too. I can't even think about him anymore. I know. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, 
no credit checks, no surprises, and nada, yada, yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So there are obviously so many different reasons that a person would want to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip, or maybe you just want to pick up a new skill or hobby, or maybe you're like me, and at one point you were almost fluent in Spanish, and then you kind of lost it and are trying to get it back. Whatever the reason, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really immerses you in the language that you want to learn, which again, for me was Spanish. And I was kind of relearning, I guess I could say, because I really do feel that when I was abroad there, I had it so much better. And my dad would always tell me, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I kind of lost it. So first of all, number one about Rosetta Stone, they have been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Second of all, it's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. It's no English translation. So you're really learning to speak, listen, and think in that language, which for me, that's when I always could feel it clicking when I noticed myself really thinking in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you're picking up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it really is designed for long-term retention. Also speech recognition. So they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. There are desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com comments. That's a 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com comments today. Okay, now we can all take a deep breath and move on to news that is far more fun, exciting, and lighthearted, which is that Kim and Pete were seen boarding a private plane on Monday, reportedly headed for the Bahamas. (laughs) You know, I knew a trip was coming soon. I have to tell you, I felt it in my gut. Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited. I love this. I I can't even explain to you how into this I am, Julie. It is such a serotonin boost in my mind. Me too. It's just fun. I love just fun. Right. And in terms of where we've seen them, which has been very limited, the amount of sightings we've had, it's been at Zero Bond in the city, Beverly Hills Hotel, Staten Island when she's leaving his apartment, and then at Giorgio Baldi. So one, we've only seen them publicly maybe four or so times, and they've all been in places that are native to both of them. So to go to like a random location, somewhere like the Bahamas that is so tropical and magical and it's so clearly that they're there for one another, you know, like, okay, Kim's in New York. Okay. He's in LA. They could have had other things. Whereas this, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They are going on a vacation together, the two of them, because they are romantically involved. And I am so here for that. Me too. Also, this is Kim's favorite place. I know (laughs) she's sharing it with him. Like what? It's all so crazy. I'll never get over it. I'll never get sick of the content. I'll never get sick of the photos. My only question is how much longer do we get this for? That's that's what I'm at the phase of, of trying to figure that out. I thought the point you made on Monday's episode was really interesting when you were saying, you know, you wonder if this is the type of relationship where it comes and goes so quickly that nobody in the family even has to really acknowledge it in the press because it's the type of situation where 
it's over before it really even started. And I don't know. I don't know how much longer we have of that. I, I think we may have actually just hit that point where that no longer is the case once you go on vacation together. I'm praying. Also, by the way, like POV, you're Pete Davidson and you are on a private jet to the Bahamas and you look over and it's Kim Kardashian next to you. Like, what do you think is going through his mind? I absolutely have no idea. I think that he is actively saying to her that he's pinching himself every moment. And that's probably something that she really loves because I think that when you break down her relationship with Kanye and you look at the early days of it, so much of the start of their relationship was the fact that he was so public about she is the top girl in the world. Like if I could date anybody, if I could be with anybody, it is Kim Kardashian. And that was something that was really important to her. And I don't believe that it was a situation where her confidence was defined by that fact. I don't believe that was all, but I think that was something that she really, really loved about Kanye, that adoration that he had for her, as well as the respect and the way that he saw her and the way that she saw herself that not everybody did at the time was huge for her. You fast forward to Pete now and you look at probably the way that he looks at her and how he can't believe that he's in this situation. And I think she feels that feeling all over again, much less, and maybe to a very different extent and maybe in a very different way. But I think that's something that's huge for her in this. I kind of think so as well. And I could see an argument being made for the reverse of that, which is that she doesn't want someone who's so enamored by her because the entire world is so enamored by her. But I, I think that when you're dating somebody your public persona and the regard that you get from like fans and people you're interacting with on a daily basis can almost be separated from the level of admiration you want to have from them because it's different. And so I don't think that she would be thrown off or turned off by him. Almost like you said, admitting to her that this is kind of a holy shit situation for him as long as, and this is very important, as long as it doesn't come across like I'm not worthy And I know that those terms are kind of used jokingly now, but as long as none of that comes across as him having a lack of confidence, because the two things can be true. You can be a very confident man in Pete Davidson's position and also express to Kim, this is very exciting for him because she is so incredible. As long as it's not the tone of like, oh my God, I'm just, I don't know how I got you and look at me and look at you. And I just like, you know what I mean? Because that's not attractive to anybody. No. And this is such an interesting point because I think that a lot of times when we talk about dating in general, let, let's remove Kim and Pete from the situation. I think a lot of times when we talk about dating in general, we say like, you know, guys love a confident woman. Like your confidence is such an attractive quality. It's not often that we have that discussion where we flip it on its head and we're like, by the way, as a guy, you also have to have that confidence because it's a really thin line to walk between confidence and arrogance. And I think a lot of men don't balance that well. And I think something that Pete has clearly grasped is that ability to be humble and confident because I don't care who you are. I don't care how attractive you are. Pete Davidson does not pull the way he pulls unless he exudes that level of confidence. Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's the coexisting of that with the humility. It's a, it's not something that it's not a balance that is easily struck. I also think with Kim in terms of having somebody who views her in a certain way. I think there's two types of people. I think you have somebody who needs that level of confidence from their partner because they maybe don't view themselves in that way. And that's where they derive that from. I think with Kim, it is entirely different. I think 
as she should, she views herself so highly and therefore she demands somebody who views her that way as well. And I believe that that is what Pete gives her. Like, I think, you know, I always go back to that interview that Pete gave about Ariana Grande because I think it's one of the funniest lines ever where Pete says like, I cannot believe that I am dating the girl that I used to jerk off to. And I remember so clearly saying like, that is easily the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I think that's exactly the dynamic he has with Kim as well. And I think Kim is eating that shit up. I think she is too. I I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. I'm curious to hear what other people think, but I I feel she's into it. I think she knows like, let me give this kid a ride. You know what I mean? Like, I think she knows like, what her presence is doing just for him mentally in a fun, lighthearted way, kind of. Do you see Pete getting hurt in the course of this? Listen, I know that historically when evaluating his past relationships and he's been public about this, he falls very hard and very fast and it's kind of intense really quickly. I still think that he is able to view this for exactly what it is, which is just a fun, limited term situation that's happening here. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe that's optimistic or wishful thinking, but I don't know. I kind of don't see it that way. I hope so. I mean, listen, if he does get her, I will happily help him pick up the pieces of that. But also, you know what? Like I kind of think about this concept in general in my own life. Okay. He gets hurt. Then what? Like people sometimes get hurt and sometimes it's a risk reward situation. Is it worth having the experience and having this time with her? We all get hurt at times. And unless it's like something detrimental, you know, that's why you have people around you to help, to help lift you up and to help you get through things. I think one of the only ways to grow emotionally is to at times get hurt. You can't be protected through everything. So I don't think it's any going to be any sort of a detrimental loss, but maybe he's a little bit hurt. And that's why he's really good friends and a really good therapist and a support system around him. Like, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, given what seems like this amazing ride he's on currently. No, I don't think so either. And I have to imagine that he would say the exact same thing. Yeah. Wow. This was fun, huh? Uh, So much fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, we love you guys. Isabel and I will be back later this week, I think on Friday for our Bravo episode. And is there anything else you want to mention, Joel? I think that's it, kid. Okay. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and letting us do this. And we'll see you later. 